Welcome to the Jaguar Podcast, a show where we discuss all things related to Duval County's finest NFL football team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval, baby! What's up, everybody? It's Andrew coming back at you with another episode of the Jaguar podcast. In this episode, I have a discussion with returning guest and former IWFL player and NFL film analyst Lori Fitzpatrick. Lori is a writer for USA Today and DraftWire. She also does a podcast. She's a co-host for the Believe in Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. She has a great YouTube channel called Ponytails Talking Pigskins podcast. Make sure to subscribe to it. You can also follow her on Twitter. Her Twitter handle is at Lori Fitzpatrick. Here's my discussion with the great Lori Fitzpatrick. Lori, what's up? How's it going? Hey, man. How's it going? Good to be back. It's going. It's going good. Thanks for uh, joining. Um, what have you been up to? What's What's new? Uh, so I am. I'm actually a part of another podcast too. Um, with uh Clay Harbor, who used to be um a tight end on the Jags. He used to be a part of the Eagles too. Um, and I think the Bears. Uh. But uh, it's on Believe, so Believe in Jaguars podcast. It's something that we do like every week. Um, and uh, it's cool to kind of talk to an ex-Jaguar, right? So he kind of brings the inside um, uh, to to our podcast and kind of gives us the down low. So, um, you know, ch- you could ch- check me out on there too. Ponytails Talking Pigskins is more of like a YouTube thing now. I'm trying to put more videos out, but... Yeah, just um, just writing for USA Today, it doing the Believe podcast, and uh, you know, it's been a while since we last chatted. Yeah, and who was on the Believe podcast again? Sorry, I missed that. Um, you said there was an ex Jaguar. Yeah, Clay Clay Harbor. Um, okay, he was the tight end. Uh, I think he was number eighty six. Uh, I think it was. Dang, when was it? Like. 2008 or something okay. um i'll have to like pull up his pull up his uh stats um but uh but yeah clay harbor okay very cool very cool um so yeah it's been it's been a long time since we spoke uh last and and urban meyer is uh no longer the coach anymore the jacksonville jaguars it was a dumpster fire. Um, I I remember, you know, I put an episode out when he was hired and I just didn't, I didn't think it was going to work out. Uh, turned out to be true, but I mean, a lot of people said that as well. Um, what are your thoughts yeah. on the Urban Meyer firing? Uh, well, it was definitely, it was definitely needed. Well, are you a, are you a big like college football fan? Do you watch a lot of uh, NCAA? Yeah, I'm a I'm a Florida fan. Okay. Yeah. So the Gators? Yeah. Okay. So I didn't really watch much college. Um I wasn't really knowledgeable of Urban Meyer's past. Uh and that kind of came to like bite me in the ass, you as you could say. <laughs> okay. 
okay. uh, because I was defending him through everything. You know, I was like, oh, like he's a guy and maybe it's not so bad. And and like things happen, even though it was kind of like head coaches don't do this normally. But still, I was like, you know, let's give him a chance, maybe because he's not used to the NFL. I was just so naive, you know, and um, it was definitely something that was needed. I, I just wish I knew more about him prior to him getting the job. So, like, I didn't feel so dumb kind of defending him. But I guess a lot of us can feel this way right now. Yeah, So I guess I'm, I'm not alone. So it doesn't make me feel as bad. No, no, no. It, I mean, it, same here. I mean, I gave him sort of, I, even though I was kind of skeptical, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I was like, well, you know, with some of the moves that he made, thinking about it, hindsight 2020, right? Like the Tim Tebow move was ridiculous. It failed miserably. But I was like, maybe, you know, maybe Urban knows something I don't, right? Like maybe he just knows something from his his experience as a, a college coach. But uh, it, it failed miserably. Um, I wanted him gone like after week four when he didn't get on the <laughs> when he didn't get on the plane. That was kind of the end of it for me, and it just got worse and worse. And now we're hearing that uh, DJ Chark. Uh, he he. I guess there was some article in the Atlantic where um, athletic you know, he, or the athletic rather, yeah, uh, where he was like saying that um, he was saying that Urban was was being a jerk and. And was just very difficult to, uh, to yeah, work he, with. Yeah, he made a player cry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's intense. But um, yeah, it now we're picking up the pieces, right? With we got Doug Doug Peterson, who I think is a you know is obviously a good coach, won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. You know, you you know a lot about that being from used to live in Philly, right? So you know yeah. about the the Doug Peterson. Um, fandom so i i mean i don't know i think you part of me kind of questions it it's like why would why would you want to take this job you know if you're doug peterson because you know you have trent bulky as the gm and and just all the drama and just mess with the jaguars but i was just kind of curious what your thoughts were on doug peterson well kind of like touching on what you're like what you're questioning right well like why would anyone want to take this job like He's also, he hasn't been involved in Jacksonville as long as the fans have been. So he doesn't have that perception. Um, he just, he kind of sees, he kind of sees Jacksonville as a, as a place that, you know, is deserving and has Trevor Lawrence. He's really the savior of the franchise. If yeah. it wasn't for Trevor, then Doug Peterson would not be here. So, um, but no, I think I think it's a great hire. I think it gives Doug a second chance because a lot of people in Philly didn't agree with letting him go. Um, it was kind of like it was time to kind of set set everything on fire. Yeah. It's like when Jacksonville had to let go of Tom Coughlin because it was like I'm not comparing the two situations, but it's like after after 2017 and you get that far. And then the next year you do terrible. Um, something has to happen. You have to, you know, implode from the inside. Um, and Jacksonville kind of did that um, by getting rid of everybody. 
the Eagles did that by getting rid of Doug Peterson. So, um, but it was, it was questionable. So I think he deserves a second chance. He kind of had a year off to kind of take a step back. I think if he didn't take a year off and he kind of like went to another place and failed and then went to Jacksonville, it would be like, you know, one last effort, which I don't think that's the case. I think with him, it's more like a rejuvenation type of deal. Um, and you know, maybe I'm being really optimistic, which, um, but no, honestly, I just like him as a coach. He's a player's coach, kind of like Andy Reid is, um, where his players have his back and, you know, really play for him and, and kind of play with their heart for urban. It was like, all right, we're going to trust this guy because he seems like you know, he's a, he's a college like phenom coach phenomenon kind of like he's been successful in all these colleges, and it's like Jacksonville was a young team, so they were like not in all of Urban, but like all right, we can believe in him even though he's kind of an asshole. Um, with <laughs> Peterson, it's it's more like dang, this guy's proven in the NFL and he knows what he's doing. A lot of players love him um, and like stand by him to this day. So I. I really love it, to be honest. Um, mostly, and not a lot of Jacksonville fans like Philly. I mean, who likes Philly uh, besides people in Philly? But <laughs> because I'm, like, from South Jersey and I grew up, like, my whole family were Eagles fans, these two franchises kind of, like, fusing together in a way by Doug Peterson, it makes me feel so warm inside. <laughs> like, it makes me really happy. Um, and not a lot of people like that, you know, Uh especially in Jacksonville, they're like, you know, who likes the Eagles? Nobody likes Philly. But to be honest, it, it makes me feel really good uh, because I think Jacksonville has been missing that heart that like players will come here for money. And they even say that now. Um, but I think they deserve more of like players want to come here because of like, they want to have a chance to win. And I think Jacksonville deserves to have that again, uh, you know, from the old, Fred Taylor days yeah. and Keenan McCardell and all those guys. And I think it needs to kind of get back to that. I think Doug can kind of bring that to Jacksonville. Yeah. I think he's a good culture guy. I mean, like you said, players coach, I think he's going to instill a good system there. I mean, I think I just have some questions about how all the pieces kind of play together, especially with like James Robinson and him just not having that good second year with urban and urban kind of benching him and all that nonsense. So, I mean, I never, I never really thought of Doug as being like a running, you know, like him running, um, you know, the Eagles is like a running team. Right. Um, so I don't know how like James Robinson kind of fits into that whole picture and ETN and like the style of offense they're going to run. Um, but it, uh, yeah, that, that'll be interesting to see. I mean, how they, how they use, uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, and are they going to run that West Coast style of offense or I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but I, I'm just interested to see that, especially with the new free agent acquisitions. Um, hopefully they utilize James. That's that's what I hope. <laughs> yeah, man. Like if you 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 know what you should do, um, go back and watch that that Super Bowl game. And he really goes with the hot hand, to be honest, like when. I think it was Jay Jaye that was there um, or uh, LeGarrette Blunt, you know, those guys, he, he really, he fed them the ball when they were doing well. 
Um, and then he, then he kind of took it away. And the only thing that I think fans are going to be maybe like upset about sometimes, or maybe the fourth down going forward on fourth down, he is really aggressive. Um, and, but that's having faith in your players. So the Jaguar fans have to have faith in their players too. And in their coach to not get so upset when he decides to do that. Um, but yeah, he's going to definitely bring in a West Coast type of offense, an RPO type of thing. And I think that fits uh, Trevor well, to be honest. Um, I do like him outside the pocket, though. You know, last year when he kind of rolled out. Yeah, the and bootlegs, then, you know, like the kind yeah, of bootlegs. And, yeah, he can do that role. He's, he's got that speed and he can throw well, you know, while running. Um, you def- we definitely saw it in the, in the Colts game. I mean, he made some amazing throws in that game. Um so I think, yeah, if, if they, they kind of utilize them with, like you said, the RPO, uh, you know, run those bootlegs uh, and, and let him make those throws. We have NFL AZ Cardinals here in the, in the chat saying Christian Kirk was another good pickup. He has room to grow. So, um, yeah. you know, that being said, uh, let's jump into the free agency acquisitions by the Jaguars. Um Tons of them, uh, the biggest probably being Christian Kirk, like uh, NFL Arizona Cardinals said. Um, so, you know, he's he's given a huge deal, um, $72 million deal, $37 million, fully guaranteed, uh, $20 million si- signing bonus. And then I think he has like $3 million of incentives each year. Um, you know, this one I, I'm up in the air about. I think it has potential. You know, Christian Kirk, I think – uh, he has a lot to prove, um, and I think I don't. I don't know if he's a number one guy. I mean, I just don't know yet. And I feel like with the Jaguars, they picked up a lot of journeymen, kind of wide receivers. Um, Kirk, I mean, and the wide receiver room is just so crowded too, right? Like, how does Lavisca Chenault fit into this picture? Um, is he even going to be on the team, right? I mean, I, who knows? But I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if Kirk is the number one guy. What are your thoughts? It's tough. Um, I think, I think the number one guy nowadays is a little is is kind of like set in stone. Like he has to be, he has to be lined up here. Like he has to be lined up, you know, on the left side uh, of the field, um, like in isolation. You know, sometimes that's like the Z. Um, but like, I think he's an X that can kind of move everywhere. Um, and you know, like the Cardinals guy is saying down here, I mean, he, I think he, he has a lot, like he has a lot to give and he has, still has a lot to prove. People forget how many wide receivers Arizona had. Yeah. Like that was a full locker room of wide receivers, you know, and he got 900 yards last year. Um, and if, if you look at those yards over the last four years, he's trending up each time. Um, and so when he was kind of filled like in a room with all wide receivers and he was still uh, increasing his receiving yards each year, uh, I mean, I, I think it's great. Um, and I think he needs to be – he needs to have a chance to prove that he can be the number one guy. Um, but we also can't forget the – how deep this draft is for wide receivers too. So I'm not trying to like take it away from the free agent signings or anything, but I do think that 
there's going to be a lot of guys available in the draft that could pen- potentially be the number one um, in, you know, if not the rookie year, then definitely year two. Like if you look at um, Devonta Smith, you know, he's a skinny guy. Um, and even the Eagles fans were kind of not sure if he could be the X receiver because of how small he was. They, But like, look at T.Y. Hilton, look at like um, Larry Fitzgerald. You know, those guys are small, but they're route runner, runner kings. Uh, and so they're able to kind of get open and separate. And that's really the most important thing. If you can separate from the defender, then you can be the number one receiver because you're going to get the ball if you're open. And there's that's inevitable. So you're definitely going to get it. Just nobody could get any separation over the last, like, two years. Like, DJ Chark wasn't really getting much separation on the sideline. Um, LaVisca was barely doing it. He, he had like two highlights where he got really good yards after the catch. Like that one where he somehow, um, like was like a bowling ball around the field going from sideline to sideline. I remember that one highlight, but like outside of that, it, it wasn't even happening that much. He had guys like four guys on his back and he was gaining four yards somehow and falling forward. Um, but they need guys that can really separate themselves um, in terms of like route running. So I think Kirk is a guy to be able to do that. Um, he's fast, you know. He's he's tall. He's, I mean, he he gets the separation. Uh, he can get downfield. But then you know you have Marvin Jones still. So um, I mean, I, I think it was a good piece to the puzzle because. Um, you're not going to get Chris Godwin. You're not going to get um, Jamal Adams, you know? Yeah. Uh, even though he went to the Raiders, he chose where he wanted to go. The Jaguars never had a chance. So, yeah, like, who else was really available that was, like, Kirk was number three. He was. Like, he was that third guy. Um, and so they did the best that they could. You know, what else do you expect? The contract, I don't even care about. Because that's Shad's money, yeah. you know, and people are complaining like they don't know how free agency works in Jacksonville. Like they have amnesia to and forget, like, do you know how much they overpaid for Calais Campbell? And then he became the mayor and they went to the AFC championship. Were they talking about his contract then? No, they no. weren't. I just wish they had restructured him and kept him on the team. But that's another story. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but yeah, um. I agree. I, the, the thing is, like, I just don't know how all the pieces fit in because you have Laquan Treadwell. He got resigned. Um, then you have Chenault, and I don't know. I, I honestly would deal him. I think, you know, for some draft picks. Maybe. Man, are are you ahead. afraid that if he goes somewhere and he just goes off? Yeah, oh, I mean, in typical Jaguars fashion, right? I mean, Ugh. he didn't catch. He couldn't catch a football last season barely i mean he was catch cold we used to say yeah <laughs> exactly i mean he was uh he was and i don't know either like you know was it the offensive scheme too sometimes i mean i know dropping passes that you can't there's no, that's not excusable but i feel like they didn't utilize him much either i mean i feel like he can be that x factor if you put him into the right system if maybe you utilize him in some of those jet sweep plays and you could you could kind of uh, utilize him in that kind of Debo Samuel type of way where you let him, you know, carry the ball. Um, cause he is a bruiser. I mean, he can, 
he can take a couple hits and, like you said, carry some people downfield. I mean, his yards after the catch are, 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 are nice. I mean, you, you can't take him down. He's a real physical guy. So I when hate to see happen, him leave, yeah. but it's like I honestly, if, if we need a number one guy, um, I would I would consider trading him in the dra- like for some draft picks or something. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but. Yeah, um, I think honestly, I think they should. Like they should try to move up, I would say, you know, trade away maybe the third and fourth to get back into the first round. I mean, the Eagles have like three or four first round picks. I think there are a couple other teams that have um, two or one or two um, first round picks. Um, But there are a good handful of teams that don't have any first round picks. So I know that other teams are going to try to get into the first round as well. Um, And it's like, do the Jaguars have enough to give up? Um, I think that's going to be tough. But they definitely need an outstanding wide receiver. They need to draft him. Um, they need to. I, I'm i hoping that they get Drake London, um, but he's probably not going to be available. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, there there were a couple other uh, pretty good guys. The guy from Georgia, uh, Pickens. Um, Every, everybody is, like, obsessing about him. Like, why is everybody so high on this guy? Like, like I, I don't I, – I've watched some film. He's got good hands. Um, you know, he's fast, but he's kind of a hothead, right? Like, uh, I, I just don't understand why people, people are just going crazy about him. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that, that's what happens. Honestly, I think it's because he's from Georgia too. I mean, everybody from Georgia right now is getting just elevated to the next level. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, but there, there are plenty of guys that are out there, um, in the draft that I mean look at um what's his name from Notre Dame uh he even or North Dakota Christian Watson he he has a chance to kind of get there he's like an under the radar type of guy some draft boards have him at, have him at like 15 like the 15th uh best and there are so many you know offensive linemen DNs that are in the draft right now where he might drop and they could get him early, uh, maybe like in the second round or something. So NFL um, AZ Cardinal says Pickens got that swag and confidence you want from a wide receiver. Reminds me of Don DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Wow. Right. That's yeah, uh you're on board then, huh? Yeah. He, he seems like he's really on board. So I think, I mean, at wide, wide receiver is a need, I think for the number one guy, uh, you know, to fit in for Jacksonville, but I also think linebacker, I mean, that that's going to be a need at the weak side. Cause we lost, uh, you know, miles Jack, Damian Wilson. Yeah. So, uh, I, I really like, like Damian. I really liked him a lot. Yeah. But you know, how would you feel about Rashad Evans? I mean, I don't mind him. And he, uh, I'm sorry. He was, um, Rashad Evans. He's at, uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank T- here. Uh, ten- Tennessee Titans. He he oh, went yeah. on a visit to the Eagles. Um, okay. I mean to the Eagles to uh to the Jaguars. Oh um, yeah, I just I, I did see just that the other day. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I'd kind of be open. I'd be open to it. I mean, I like. I really like. He's Nick- a Titan. Uh, yeah that 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 is kind of that is kind of like kryptonite for me. But uh, yeah, I I, I could I like Nicobe Dean from Georgia. 
back to Georgia again. I I, I think he he reminds me um he he reminds me a lot of like Miles Jack kind of the plays that he made. You know, he flies at the ball, um, and I think that he would be a great you know backfill uh, at that spot. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I just it's I, I don't know where they're the linebacker sp- spots a big question. I mean, we were talking about free agency and um, we we picked up uh, what's his name Foyer Olaquan from uh, yeah. from Atlanta. So he's gonna he's gonna be the the, the Mike linebacker, but. It's unknown who's going to be the weak side linebacker. I'd like to see Nakobe Dean in a Jaguars uniform because I think he would just tear it up. I mean, he—I think he'd be perfect yeah. in that spot. And but the problem is, they say he's going to go probably, you know, in, in the first round, around like between ten and fifteen. So how do we how do we swing that right if we have just number one and the thirty third pick? So, um. We might have yeah. to do, make some trades. I don't know. Maybe we trade um, Chenault and Robinson. Um, James Robinson? No, not Robinson. Uh, Cam Robinson. Oh, Cam, Cam. Yeah. Maybe Cam, tag Cam. and trade for, yeah. for, you know, there's some other teams that need left tackles. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I don't know what you think about that, but. No, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind it. Um, right now it's kind of crazy because you don't know which direction they're going to go. Um, as of right now and how the roster looks, I'd say, you know, Walker Little plays right tackle. Cam plays left. He stays where he's at. And they don't draft a tackle. They go, you know, rusher. But I think they should trade down and get Jermaine Johnson the second and get another first-round pick, uh, grab a linebacker, um, and then they have that 33rd. And then they go wide receiver. That's what I really think they should do. I wouldn't even be mad if they got Kyle Hamilton as their first round draft pick. Okay, that would be that would be awesome. But so they definitely need an edge rusher. Okay, so you were saying at linebacker, you're saying go linebacker, go edge rusher, and then go wide receiver. Is that what you're saying? Or um, no. So I no, I w- I would I would probably go um edge rusher uh. James, wait, what's his name? Jermaine, Jermaine Johnson. Um, he's an edge rusher from I think FSU. Okay. Um, I wouldn't mind them getting him first, uh, because I just like him on film better than Hutchinson. Um, I think, um, I think he like just looks better on film to be honest he's more of a pass rusher Hutchison is a really good like run stopper and I mean he he's good at like he's he's good at like bull rushing but you're not gonna like bull rush NFL guys yeah you know? you're not gonna you're gonna bull, bull rush a top you know left tackle I mean yeah they're that's they're used to that it's more you need a skilled guy who's can you know rip use rip moves and spin moves and has yeah, good and technique, I, and I don't feel like Hutchison has that, you know, especially after no, that Georgia game. I mean, he just looked – he was just a, a non-factor in that game. I mean, they completely shut him down. Yeah, I've, I, saw, I saw a couple plays where he was getting dominated by a tight end. Yeah, that's that's not good. That and I was just good. like, how how are you going to – how is this going to work? Um, so, I don't know. I'd say unless they're going to go offensive tackle um, – don't pick the num- don't use that number one. 
um, I'd say trade down to like four or whatever. Whoever wants to go up and get Malik, you know, maybe the Steelers kind of want want to go up there, or maybe even the Lions want to go one spot and go to number one. All right, you know, what are your other picks? Or you know, maybe, maybe there can be you know something from other teams, but I think they should trade back um, and get Jermaine Johnson. Um, you know, uh, I obviously wouldn't be mad about the tackle, but I just think they should get a more dominant edge rusher. I just don't know if Hutch is in it and is it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I like Evan Neal. I just, uh, at left tackle, I, I he's, he's going to go number one, supposedly. Um, and I, I don't know with Jacksonville, just like skipping over a left tackle again for like the second draft in a row. It just, it doesn't make me sit right. Um, I mean, then you have Walker Little, and how does he fit into the picture? He's kind of the swing tackle. I think he will end up playing right tackle, like like you said. Um, you know, and he'll but then go. what do you do with Cam if you have Evan Neal? You just have him sit for a year. Yeah, that's my thing. I don't, I don't think okay. you do that, right? Like, I, I think, yeah, if you have, if you go for Evan Neal, I think Cam Robinson's getting traded. Like, you're trading him in the draft for some. Oh, you're somebody. using him. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what that's what I would do. I, I mean, they tagged him last year, and I'm surprised. I mean, he actually had a better year last, or you know, last season, um, as opposed to the um, after the 2020 season, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I I could see them, I I could see it possibly happening. Some people call me crazy. They're like, oh no, we're not. That's a pipe dream. But I I mean, why not? I mean, Cam Robinson's a def- decent less left tackle, right? I mean, and we also have Will Richardson over at the right who could play left left and right tackle. So I mean, I don't know. We have options. I just I I don't I hate I'd hate to to miss on Evan Neal and then he becomes like you know. Uh, a great left tackle and then we're 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 in this position again next year right i mean well on um on my on that other podcast um the guy connor miles uh he's like a pretty big eagles fan right and like obviously i lived in philly when doug was there um but uh you know i was always following the jaguars a little bit more um and uh connor and um, Clay, they're both saying that Doug is 100% going to draft a tackle. Like, they just know oh, really? Doug Peterson. And that's exactly what he wants. You know, he's going to protect his quarterback. That's what he's going to do. Like, I'm pretty sure he picked up Jason Peters, um, which okay. ended up being like a pro bowler. And he was like one of the most dominant left tackles. And when they went to the Super Bowl, like 2015 to 2017, they had like top five offensive line in the league. Um, and Doug just believes that that's how you you win a championship um, is going through the offensive line. So, you know, he's he used to be a quarterback. So I think he values the offensive line more than, um, you know, more than anybody. So I. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they kind of do what you're saying. They they use Cam to kind of maybe get an extra first or second round pick. Uh, it'll probably be second. Um, so they can kind of get more guys, but Evan Neal is probably going to be that guy. So. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think if they're going for a first round, like if they're going after a first round pick, I think it's going to be Cam plus something else. Um, 
But, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, NFL AZ Cardinals, what are your thoughts on ETN and Robinson together? Could it be a double-headed monster? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little skeptical on ETN just right now with the Liz Frank injury. Um, he could bounce back and it could be, it could be, could be a two headed monster. I mean, I kind of see ETN being that receivers back. Um, you kind of like TJ Yeldon back in, in 2018 where we went, we, we had that little run to the AFC championship. Um, I don't see him being a, uh, three, you know, three down back. I think Robinson's going to be the, 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 um, the bruiser there, he's going to be getting the carries and ETN kind of comes in on those, uh, you know, different, you know, third down plays or, or passing plays. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Lori? <clears throat> so I, I know that, um, you know, Doug Peterson will definitely run some two back sets. Uh, they'll have James Robinson. as like a three down back and you'll have ETN, uh, run a flat, you know, fake screen to ETN and, and throw it to, um, to, uh, you know, Dan Arnold or Evan Ingram up the seam. Yeah. Um, so like that's definitely like 22 personnel, you know, two backs, two tight ends, one receiver out wide, Marvin Jones or Christian Kirk, you know, uh, to kind of be that, that outside guy to kind of spread the defense a little bit. Um, yeah. and, uh, I could see, you know, a fake handoff to the middle, um, cause they did that with Darren Sproles. Darren yeah. Sproles from the Saints, he was on the Eagles. They had him and another back in the backfield. The you know, two back set, each guy runs out, you know, fake screen one way, fake screen the other way, and then they throw it up to the tight end up to seam. So um that's definitely something that they did, I think even in the Super Bowl too. Um they used uh they they used uh, like Zach Ertz a lot for that. Um so I mean, I could see, I could see them two working together. I think it would be cool. I think ETN deserves a shot. Um, I I wasn't super happy with the pick last year when they when they did that. Me neither. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was totally shocked. I was just like, I almost, I, I was in like a live stream with like Mina Kimes. It was like one of the most awesome moments of my life, and I was freaking pissed. I was like. <laughs> I was so mad. Um, so I was just, and they were like, how do you feel? And they like switched to me and I was just like, what are they doing? Yeah. I was shocked too, because I was like, uh, we need a left tackle. Uh, we, we need a lot of things, but I was not thinking we would be drafting a running back in the first round. Didn't we? Uh, and then, uh, you know, that happening right after, you know, we cut Leonard Fournette, which, uh, didn't really sit right with me, but, you know, back to what you're saying about ETN. I mean, I could see that, you know, you, I don't know if you remember when Filippo was here as our offensive coordinator, you know, you saw Fournette getting a lot of like targets, you know, out in the flats and being that receivers type back, right? Like he had like 500 yards and receiving that year. Um, you know, I saw him, there were even plays where he was lining up in the slot and I can see that totally see that with ETN. Like, well, and and Di Filippo was the offensive coordinator in the Super Bowl with Doug Peterson. Yeah, exactly. So, so. that's definitely going to happen. Like, yeah, you know, it, he he kind of took like all you have to do is I know that the Super Bowl was won with Nick Foles, but if you go through the season and watch Carson Wentz, he I'm not saying him and Trevor Lawrence are like similar players, 
but they both use their legs and they can use their legs. Wens kind of scrambles a little bit more like he's like on crack or something, but um, <laughs> I mean, you could kind of see how Doug used him um, in that RPO in, in those bootlegs, him running outside the pocket, like evading defenders, um, you know, and where was his running backs? You know, they were running out wide kind of waiting for that check down. So um, if like, if anybody has the time, watch that season. I think um, Carson Wentz like went like 11 and 11 and four or 11 and three or something. And then Nick Foles came in to kind of take over. Um, but during that season, yeah, they were running those running backs in the flat and stuff. And so I think there's a good chance that Doug kind of took a little bit of what Filippo was doing um, at that time, you know, and, and I think there's going to be a little bit, a little bit of a conversion there. I could totally see that. Okay. Okay. And then, um, you know, we were, we're jumping around a little bit here, but you had mentioned Evan Ingram, you know, tight end that we acquired from the giants. And I just wanted to kind of pick your brain on, pick your brain on the, um, you know, the tight ends, um, the tight ends, like, um, how, how, how do you see Ingram? I mean, how do you see this tight end squad kind of being this year? Because, you know, we don't have Holster anymore. We have Dan Arnold who we picked up, you know, from the Panthers and that, CJ Henderson trade, but you know, we really didn't, I thought we were going to try to go after Ertz maybe, um, you know, since the Doug, Doug Peterson Ertz relationship, um, that didn't happen. And then we, we got Ingram. I I don't know. To me, it's kind of a, again, still a journey, a journeyman kind of tight end room, but I was curious, you know, what your thoughts were on, on the tight end uh, group. Well, I mean, it's all up to Evan Ingram, I think. Um, the best thing that he could have done was what he said in the press conference that he, uh, he only wanted a one year deal. And that was so he could prove himself to then get a long deal or a, you know, long term deal, deal, um, you know, in the future. And that just like made me feel really good. Like in terms of this guy catching the ball, because they, there was actually a couple games where I think there was one game, I don't know if it was against the Saints or if it was actually against the Eagles, where the pass hit his hands, it bounced off his hands, got intercepted, and the other team got a pick six to win the game oh because of his, yeah, because of his drop. And so it was just like, this guy, like, you know, so I think him wanting to prove himself is a really big deal. Um, instead of him just saying like, all right, I'm just gonna, you know, kind of, kind of ride this wave. I'm, I'm in the country club. I'm in Jacksonville. They paid me this money and I'm just going to chill. No, I think he really wants to prove that he has what it takes. Um, and that's the best thing he could have done. Um, and he's going to be more of the receiver tight end. I really do like Dan Arnold though, too. I like sneakily liked him like a lot last year. Um, I think he did pretty well. Um, They'll probably go after someone, um, but I'm not sure. Like, I, I think it's all up to Evan Ingram how he kind of does uh, in this system. Maybe maybe he'll be a. I think you know he'll be the starter. Uh, him and Dan Arnold as that as that uh, you know one two package. Yeah. Uh, that twelve personnel, like both of them on each side of the line. Uh, maybe Ingram in the slot. At sometimes, yeah. At, at points, um, but yeah, he's going to be that pass cut, catching tight end, 
just like, you know, Zach Ertz was. Um, I think a lot of people wanted a better guy like Zach Ertz, like you're saying, but he wasn't, he wasn't going to move. Yeah. yeah. Like, like Cardinals is saying down there. Yeah. His, I mean, his, he's uh, trying to chill right now. Um, and you know, yeah, Dougie P is a factor, but he'll have to work like twice as hard. Um, and I think, you know, AZ Cardinals is kind of right. He probably wants to, wants to chill probably right out of his career. He doesn't want to have to like start over and be the contributing factor to a team winning. Maybe he's just trying to, you know, get his money. Yeah. You know, Ertz is getting up there in age, you know, too. So I think he's probably looking to, you know, chill out. And like you said, not having to, not having to go in and, and be the, the lead guy and, yeah. have to compete as well with a bunch of other tight ends. I mean, it's, it's an interesting tight end room. I mean, uh, Luke Farrell, guy we drafted at Ohio State, I don't know where he fits in in this whole picture either. I mean, you know, maybe he'll just be a blocking tight end. I don't know, or yeah. uh, that kind of situation. I didn't. We didn't see much from him last year, um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I, di- I just wish we had, I don't know, I wish we had upgraded a little bit there maybe got that number one tight end. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Maybe Ingram steps up, like you said, and he's that he's that guy who gets, you know, an extension um, after next season. But um, maybe we go to the draft. Do you see any, you know, potential targets in the draft at tight end? Or I mean, that room is not really – it's not too deep. Um, and so you'll probably just – like, I, I think there's, like, one guy, like Thornton or – or somebody I'm, I'm not even like remembering his name. Um, but no, I mean, there's not a ton of options. Um, I have like a little sheet here that kind of has all these. So yeah. Oh, okay. Trey McBride. He's the Jelani woods from Virginia. Um, yeah. Jake yeah, I heard, Ferguson. I heard, good, I heard good things about Jelani Williams. Yeah. Oh, who? Oh, Jelani Woods. Yeah, he. Yeah, Jelani I Woods, have too. Right. Um, obviously Trey McBride is like the main guy. Uh, Connor Hayward. Isn't his brother? I think his brother is Casey Hayward. Okay. Um, like the offensive lineman. I think it is. People can correct me, but yeah, I, I mean, uh, I don't. I think it'll be interesting to see if they draft there. The you know Jaguars. Um, I definitely think they're backfilling, you know, some of those O-line positions. I can see maybe us drafting a center, maybe a, you know, guard as well, because I don't know how they are with, with Ben Barch. I mean, he's, he did okay, I think for his like first year starting. Um, But, you know, with Sheriff, Sheriff is just, I like that. I like that signing in free agency. I think he's so much more, athletic than Norwell he gets to the second level he can pull but the problem is he hasn't played a full season I, I think since like 2016 so he's hurt a lot um mm-hmm. so I think they're going to need to find somebody who could play guard that's going to backfill him you know when he you know starts getting up there and can't you know play play much um so I see them maybe drafting at guard drafting at center I, I like Shatley I don't think there, there were some rumors about Lindner. I don't know if you heard that about him retiring. Oh, retiring. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if there's oh, any, wow. any uh, truth to that at all, but um, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if they released him just because again, he can't, he can't stay healthy and he's getting paid a lot of money. So 
I'd rather just go with Shatley and then draft a center. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like the last two years, he only played nine games. Um, you know, he had basically one year or two years in his entire career where he played the full amount. Um, like a full, full amount season, of yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was, oh, no. Yeah, in 2014, he played 15 games. There was still a 17 uh, game season, I think, 17 weeks at that point. Yeah. Um, or six. Damn, so many. It's all changing now. But yeah, I don't think he's only played one full season, 2019. Um, so, but I love him, man. A lot of people like Lindner. They're like, they're, they think he's. He can like, move. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's. I guess that's uh, why he gets hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Shatley just because he's, you know, he's definitely the cheaper option, and he's he could play guard too. I know Lindner can play guard, but too as well. But I, I think Lindner's is, uh, excuse me, uh, Shatley has just been more reliable. Um, so I'd rather just go with him because he, you know, he can he can play a full season and he doesn't cost that much. So uh, yeah, but. Going what you were saying though, they're definitely gonna get like a guard in a center. Like they have to in the draft. And this, it, the own line is so deep in this draft that they're definitely gonna grab, you know, probably maybe maybe a center before a guard. Um, but yeah. but uh, I think they're definitely gonna gonna get at least two. Okay, they should. Yeah. Uh, so in free agency, we picked up. Um... Darius uh, Darius Williams, corner out of L.A. Um, I like yep. I I like the signing. I like it because we need help in the secondary, like badly. Um, I like Tyson Campbell. I think he had he really turned it around the second half of the season. Uh, played well, showed that he you know he's got some talent and that he can make adjustments. Um, you know the one I think the weak the weak link on the on the in the secondary to me is Shaq uh, Shaq Griffin. Um, I just think he's he's not a number one corner. Um, he's kind of slow. Man. Yeah, he he bobbles interceptions. I mean, it, I don't know. I just don't think he's the number one guy. So I think Williams being able to play both slot and I think he's um, he can play what uh, dime or nickel or whatever. Um, I think that he could be like that kind of dynamic, you know, versatile corner that we need. Um, but I was kind of curious on uh, what your thoughts were on the signing. Oh man. I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, I think eventually if, if Shaq, you know, I got some wood on me, if anything happens to him and Darius steps in, I don't think Shaq's going to play outside again. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, Obviously, that's Shaq's spot right now, um, but I don't know if he's going to keep it if anything happens to him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think he's a dog, man. He just – he gets – he jumps routes like crazy, you know, and that's what – you know, the Jags need that so bad. They need a guy to kind of grab interceptions. Um, not even like Jalen Ramsey had a ton of interceptions. Yeah. You know, the, the last guy was like Reggie Nelson. You know, that was really like grabbing stuff. But um, no, I think uh, <clears throat> I think Tyson is going to be, you know, he, he's evolving into to be like a stud. 
Like, yeah. He's he's going to be really good. Um, you know, remember when he lined up in the corner and he was terrible? You yeah, we were like, was, dude, this guy's a bust, man. <laughs> yeah, he was getting smoked in the first half of the season. I mean, it was just it was it was tough to watch. Um, but he he made some adjustments and I think I think he's going to be potentially a good player. Um, and, may, and who knows? I mean, Darius Williams, maybe he's the guy that kind of uh he's kind of the uh you know, third piece of that puzzle and maybe, you know, if they decide to part ways with Shaq, they draft somebody else who's like the number one slot or maybe they move him to the the to the slot corner spot while the the new draft pick develops um but yeah i like the signing a lot um definitely going to help us in the secondary because we had a lot (laughs) we had a lot of problems there uh, last season yeah i wrote a um a whole thing so for the usa today on the touchdown wire i um i went down all the players and my favorite player to watch on film was darius williams um, I posted a couple clips in the article of, of just like him jumping routes, him just like coming out of nowhere and you think it's a sure touchdown catch and, and he gets it. There is this one where um, he like stretches all the way out in the corner of the end zone and like grabs this pass. And imagine if the Jags had him in 2017 when they threw that touchdown pass over, I think it was Trey Herndon. Yeah. Um, that like reached all the way out to get it. And it went like right over his hand. I don't know if you remember that, but what game was that? I think it was the uh, Tampa Bay uh, or it was um against Tom Brady, you know, whichever team that was um, the Patriots. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. It was like, it was like one of the last plays to kind of like seal the deal. And they throw it like right over like the fingertips of his hands. And when I saw that picture of Darius Williams, um, I'll make sure when we um, oh this is live. But when I like retweet it, I'll get that that clip. I'll get that uh, video and show if the Jaguars only had that guy, man. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, so but NFL yeah. AZ Cardinals. I heard good things with Cisco at safety. Is this true? Yes, it is true. Um, Cisco was not getting a lot of playing time in the beginning of last season. And then I don't know, the defensive backs coach probably told urban he was an idiot and he needed to start playing him. Uh, But Cisco did show a lot of promise and, and was um, making some plays towards the the second half of the season. So I think he'll be, you know, in the the safety spot uh, to me, I don't, I, I don't, I don't see Jenkins really having a role after last season. I mean, it, to me, I would just do Cisco and Thomas. Uh, those would be my safeties. But I don't know what your thoughts are, uh, Lori. But Cisco and Thomas, it just seems like unless they go and draft somebody that's like a stud, I don't, I don't, I see those two being the starters. Jenkins got so mad at me on Twitter. He tried like calling me out. <laughs> Because I told him that he took like a bad angle yeah. on this play. And and I was like, I was like, what is Jenkins doing? And he was basically trying to say that it wasn't his responsibility, but your responsibility is the ball. Yeah. So um and he was like, Oh, like you shouldn't do these videos anymore. I was like, Whatever, dude. Yeah. Because I cause I called you out because you missed an assignment, or maybe you didn't miss an assignment, but you didn't help. So he, he kind of got mad at me about that, but I don't know. So 
I feel a little type of way against Jenkins. Yeah. Um, He's just being a little salty. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, damn, maybe I shouldn't do this. No, I'm just, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, no. So I don't, I mean, it's, I don't want to like say any bad things about him. You know, he's not, I'm not trying to get canceled. You know what I mean? <laughs> so no, nah, but I see, I see them kind of do That's what I'm saying. If they brought in Kyle Hamilton, that would be so sick. Um, but I think they, they signed Jenkins to like a multi-year deal or something. And yeah. they would have like a ton of dead cap or something if they were to like let him go. Which teams do that all the time. Um, maybe they won't let him go and they'll just... Rotate him. Know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just I just don't know if he is going to be the guy to kind of to help. I think Cisco should really get a chance. Um, and yeah, I think I think tra- training camp, we're really going to know. Yeah. Um, we're really gonna know. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm not trying to say any bad things about well, Rayshon Jenkins, but <laughs> no, I hear you. Um, so you know, we were talking a lot about free agency. Uh, you know, I'm kind of curious what your overall grade is. Mine for free agency is is a B minus. Uh, what's yours? I'm gonna go with a solid B. Um, okay. and that's because free agents have a choice you know i think like yeah they could go after guys and offer them all of this they can offer them houses you know but they have a choice to take it or not so i think they kind of like i think they may have done the best that they could um there were some trades that were that went down that were a little like dang what are these guys doing like i think um dang, who was it that got traded for like a third round third round pick it, i think it was like one of the tackles um but you know you never know what their plan is maybe their plan is to go you know with evan neal and they're not they don't need to get a tackle in free agency um so i'm gonna give them a b because i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt i like the foyer signing a lot i think he's really really good I wasn't like a huge Miles Jack fan, and I say that on like every single podcast because I want people to know. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. There's just something about him where he tackles so high. At, at one point, he was like on a guy's shoulders, and he was giving him a piggyback ride while the guy ran out of bounds, and Miles Jack was like yeah. on his back. It yeah. was like, have you ever heard of bending your knees and tackling a guy low? Like you might be able to take him down. You know, shoelace tackles—they actually happen. You could do that. So. Like sometimes it was just like just pissed me off with like him on the field. Yeah, he's a he's an athletic freak when it comes to getting sideline to sideline. But at the same time, like I don't know, I like Foyer better. Um, he had twice as many tackles as Miles Jack, and it doesn't matter that he had the most tackles on the team. That means the team is not tackling well. Like yeah. So I really like the Foyer signing. Yeah, me too. Miles, I always catch a lot of flack about my Miles Jack kind of i don't want to i don't want to call it hating but it's it's like he's just i to me he's an overrated player he's getting paid a pile of money he was making tackles 10 yards downfield you know like you said he was piggybacking on <laughs> you know play you know offensive players backs um i don't think he was much better than Schobert. i think you know uh, so i mean I just don't see why he gets uh i mean it's, it's just the the that one play right in the, the playoff well, because he works hard you know, he because he's a hard worker and he has a lot of heart. And it's one thing that you can't take away from him. He tries really hard. So it's like you're not going to win because of him. 
Yeah. Um, but you'll win in spite of him, like, and you'll like he'll help take you there. But he's not going to be this like superstar that deserves that fifth year extension. Like, I don't, you know. Yeah. I don't know why that happened, but it's just because like they they Jaguars don't have a lot of players like him that were so like like just into the the city of Jacksonville. They wanted to like just be here they wanted to they they wanted to work hard and i mean he he needed to kind of get in the weight room a little bit more but besides that like he was you know he studied the game just he was kind of small he just he got blocked out of a lot of plays yeah he 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 got himself blocked out of like a lot of plays that's why i like damian wilson so much because he was able to penetrate that line of scrimmage and kind of get more tackles for loss yeah Um, was kind of he could shed yeah, blocks, yeah. you know. Well, Miles Jack yeah. was always getting blocked downfield, you know. And it doesn't matter. Like you said, it doesn't matter if you're making tackles 10 yards downfield. They're still getting first downs. They're still moving the chains. It doesn't help the football team in the long run. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I caught a lot of flack there from other Jags fans because they were like, oh, the Miles Jack, you know, he wasn't down and all that. And, yeah, that was great like four years ago. But yeah, <laughs> now it's, yeah, I mean, now is now, and they lost the game, you know. Yeah, and so. like, and like, if like you watch it, like maybe he was, you know, like it. It's so tough. I mean, I don't know. I think the refs played a huge part in that. Like the Jaguars definitely deserve that win. Yeah. Um, we caught but a lot at the of same time. <laughs> yeah, like you can't you can't dwell on something. You can't dwell on like a loss like that you know, um, for, for five years, you yeah. know, it's 2022 now, just yeah. 2017, Yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's just back to, back to foyer. I really like him as a sign, you know, the free, that free agent signing. I like the inside defensive tackle. I think he was a really good signing from the jets. I'm not even going to try to Foley, pronounce his name. Foley Fatukazi, I think. Yeah. Is. We have Fo- foyer and Foley. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like him too. Um, you know, he's a good rotational depth guy. Him with Devon Hamilton, they're going to be two really good guys. Um, I was hoping they were going to get an edge rusher. If they got an edge rusher that was a stud, like I'm not saying like Von Miller, but like somebody, a big name like him, I would have given them an A. Um, what about Chandler Jones? Would you Were you on that train? or? Yeah. yeah I yeah. was on the he's good. Chandler Jones train. I, I, I would have I liked to have him, but, uh, you know, I guess where did he go? Did he go to the uh, – uh, where did he go? Did he go to the Raiders? Um, let me look it up because there was like so many signings. Uh, yeah, Raiders. Yeah. So I, I was. I, I we need help on the edge. I mean, I I I like Josh Allen, but I mean, it, for a lot of games, he was just you, you didn't see him out there. I mean, he's like just sleeping. Because well, like they changed, you know, from three four to or from four three to three four. So he was kind of standing up. Um, now, and I think he, he does a lot better with it, with his hands in the dirt. Um, he can kind of get more like leverage, I guess. And it, it's, I think it's just a little bit easier for him working out of a four, three. So he, he was dropping back for a lot of, um, plays, a lot of snaps. He was kind of dropping back into coverage. He, he did get an interception. Um, he got forced fumble interception and that that was all towards the end of the season so i think you know he's kind of getting used to that three four um but he does better when he has another stud on the other side of the field um 
I think he would he's good. He's good for me. I love him. I don't ever want him to move. I think if you get a stud on the other side, maybe someone at his caliber or better that you have to, you can't get anyone worse. Um, then he will flourish because they won't be able to stop all of them. Um, so I think he just needs another guy in order to do better. What's up, Jersey Jaguar on the chat? Uh, he says the fact that the Jags didn't address pass rush and free agency points to Hutch at number one. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a good point. I again, I'm not, I'm not a big Hutchison guy. Um, who knows? I mean, who knows? He may just, uh, I mean, he may have an explosive first rookie season and 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 start picking it up, right? I mean, no one really knows. I mean, I think you know, Kayvon, uh, what's it, Kayvon Thibodeau? He has, he's got. I know I butchered his name there. Call, uh, just call him Thibs, right? Thibs, <laughs> Thibs. I feel like has better technique than than Hutchison. Um, and like you said, uh, Lori, he's more of like a bull rusher. And, and and a hustle guy, so I, I don't know. I I think, I I mean there are some other options than you know later you know in the draft. Um, there's yeah, a guy man, Jermaine Johnson. I'm telling you, he is like they should get him. Like I don't know what it is, but like I am not. I liked Hutch in the beginning, like while he was playing in the season, um, like while he was you know there and everybody was kind of looking at him. Oh my God, he's a riser. And yeah, like, yeah, I was totally on board. But when I found out who James Johnson was, Jermaine Johnson, um, I was just like, dude, I want him. I want him. I wouldn't be upset about Hutch because imagine if you don't pick him and another team gets him and he just goes off. Jaguars yeah. will be the laughing stock of the league, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so there's another guy I was looking at. Um, he's at Penn State. He's from um, Arnold uh, Eb, I can't even say his last name. Arnold Ebikitty, Ebe, Ebe, I think. Ebikitty, is that it? Arnold Ebikitty out of Penn State. Uh, He's an edge rusher. Ebikitty, I don't know. Yeah, I know I'm butch butchering that. But, um, you know, he could be another guy the Jags target as opposed to going, you know, at the number one, you know, going with Hutch at number one. So, I mean, there are options. I just, I, I get, uh, I'm a little ambivalent or a little reluctant rather to, uh, to take Hutchison at number one, just after that, hmm, that yeah. Georgia game. I mean, that Georgia game, he just, you know, when he, he went up against an elite, you know, sec offensive line and he got shut out that game. I mean, it just, I don't know to me, I don't see the translation, how that translates to the NFL, but maybe I'm going out on a limb there. I mean, the Georgia offensive line is absolutely ridiculous. But at the same time, like, that's what you're going to see in the NFL. Yeah. I think most of those guys, though, are going to be all pros. Yeah. And you're not seeing all pros every week. Yeah. You're, you're just not. You're not. Um, so there's that. But at the same time, like, the number one pick should at least have an edge, like, at least half the snaps against all pros because you're supposed to be an all pro too. You're going to go number one, right? Number one, you should, you should be able to at least compete. And he was, you're right. He was just shut out. And I was watching a game against the, uh, like their last couple games against Penn state. And that's when he got like blocked really bad by a tight end. And he, it just looks so easy. Yeah. So, 
just like maybe I'm a, like, this is only like my first or second year where I'm really diving deep into draft picks. And I'm really getting a chance to see the guys that I was watching two years ago and how they develop in the NFL in terms of like the difference between what you see on like draft night compared to, you know, how they elevate their game. And so like, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm not wrong about Hutchison, but like, I think I'm kind of seeing what a lot of other people are seeing that like, he's not dominating. And so everything else is kind of like, well, how much better can you get if you're not dominating now? Like, Oh, you can get in the weight room and suddenly be better. Like maybe that is the case. So that's what like, that's what scares me, you know? Yeah. No, I hear you. And it's like, I just don't want Hutchison to be like another Caleb on Chase on, right? Like Chase on then was kind of hyped up. Or our boy Tavin. Yeah, or Taven Taven Bryan, right? Like I mean Yeah, Taven. <laughs> um, so you know, we'll see what happens there. But I, I hear you. I'm I'm just very hesitant to draft him in at number one. Uh NFL A Z Cardinal says DL uh defensive end sounds like a bit of a reach for the first round uh first pick of the draft. Well, yeah, I, I agree. And Lori had made a great point there with with Doug, Doug Peterson and going for offensive linemen. He and um uh what's it, Clay from the Leave podcast said, right? Like he that yeah. Doug, Doug will go with a with a lineman likely. So um I hope that's the case. I hope we protect Trevor. Um we have Andrew uh, Mandarakis. I, I hope I didn't pronounce that wrong. Uh, they need to protect no, their quarterback, and mm-hmm. I agree. That is that is a great point, and hopefully, um, we find somebody in the draft, or I don't know if we go with Cam. Hopefully, he has a good year. But yeah, uh, man, I mean, let him sit for you know, let Evan Neal sit for maybe a year, kind of learn. But that's terrible, you know. You really want to throw him in there, but um, they did make a great point. Clay Harbor said that. Uh, Doug actually had, I don't know if it was Jason Peters. They've actually put him on the right side of the line for a year. And then when they, when their left tackle kind of, um, you know, he went on to either retire or, or move, they actually moved him to the left side. So it's something that you don't want to do. Cause it's like writing with your left hand and then switching to your right hand. Yeah. It's not easy. Like your first instincts, you know, you kind of go like that when, when you're the left tackle, as opposed to go like that when you're a right tackle. Um, but if you're good enough, you know, maybe you'll do what it takes. I know Walker Little said that he will. His dad said that on Twitter. Yeah, his his dad, dad was like, yeah, dad we'll was going play off. anywhere. He's yeah. the best, but we'll play anywhere. Like, I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's not impossible. You know, I got into kind of a debate with uh, with Ship over this, John Shipley. Yeah. Uh, you know, about how hard is it for a left tackle to move to right side and vice versa. And, I mean, it's it's hard. It's not impossible. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of tackles have done it. I mean, uh, what Penne Swell, he did it. Um, Orlando Brown Jr. has done it. I mean, they're, um, and I'm sure there's more I'm missing there, but uh, it's not impossible. So, I mean, if that's, if that has to happen, I'm sure it'll be feasible, but, um, yeah. but, uh, yeah. Um, well, you know, Lori, I think, uh, we're, we're kind of nearing time to wrap up, but, uh, I appreciate you having having you on the show and the insight, especially on the draft, because uh, I I didn't I haven't gotten uh, a lot of time to to dive deep into the draft. So it was awesome hearing you know your insight on it and uh, some really great stuff there as well. Yeah, thanks, man, for having me. We we, we should uh, 
kind of eliminate the amount of time the next time I'm on. Um, <laughs> cause, uh, cause yeah, I like, I like to talk football. So. Yeah. Awesome. And, um, do you have anything else going on? Any, any new podcasts you're going to put out or any, anything kind of going on in your, in your world? Well, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm writing a lot, uh, for, for the NFL, um, touchdown wire on USA today. So, you know, I'm trying to pump out as many articles as I can. I'm doing free agency right now, but I'm going to put out a mock draft soon, uh, within the next like week or so. So I'm definitely going to do that. Um, I'm going to put out a couple more videos on my YouTube channel. Uh, but yeah, mostly the USA Today stuff. Uh, and definitely um, after you listen to, uh, you know, Jag Roar, definitely pull us up on Believe. You know, we're on Apple Podcasts and everything else. And uh, it's really cool to kind of listen to an ex-player. Uh, so, yeah, um, right after your podcast, you know, listen to Believe. And uh, that's where you can find me, too. We're on every week, so. All right. So check Lori out on those, uh, those, uh, channels there, believe podcast and then, uh, what, uh, USA today. Right. And then draft wire as well, uh, doing articles there. All right. Well, we have some comments here. Uh, Andrew said, great, uh, Andrew Matarakis. Great job guys. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks for joining the stream. NFL AZ Cardinals Jags are my AFC team. Go Jags. Thanks man. Appreciate it. And Jersey Jaguar Duval. Awesome. Well, hey, we're going to wrap it up, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in and uh, check out the Jaguar podcast on Apple podcast and everywhere you get podcasts, as well as my YouTube channel. Subscribe if you like the content. Appreciate your support. And we will see you guys later. Intimidation on to keep their hearts racing, eating other teams live on TV front of the nation. Spectacular defensive This episode is available on the Jaguar Podcast YouTube channel. So if you stop by, make sure to subscribe and give this video a like. Also, these episodes are available on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and other major podcast distributors as well. So if you don't mind, please leave me a review and some feedback. I'd really appreciate that. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, my Twitter handle is at Jaguar Podcast. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. This is Andrew signing off. Cheers. Cheers.